Hello and welcome to the Future of Your Ex podcast. I can't believe it, but we are back with brand new episodes for 2021. Everything around design, the future and user experience design. So 2020 has been quite a challenging year, I think, for most of us, um, which, yeah, makes me really excited that we are starting a new year and it's always good to look back on what happened the last year and come up with trends. And this is what I want to do in this episode. I want to share my top 10 trends for 2021 when it comes to user experience design. So what are the big UX trends we as designers need to keep an eye on? And before I'm starting, I want to say that I also created a YouTube video about the topic where I'm sharing of um, like a visual design example so make sure to check that out also uh, i always forget to say that but please um, share the uh, episode on instagram or to your friends if this is helpful for you and also don't forget to rate us on itunes right this is super helpful for us um, yeah i really love to connect so feel free to say hi write me feedback and yeah, let's connect on Instagram. You can find me at ux.patricia or future of ux podcast. Uh, we also have our own Instagram account now. So I would say don't lose more time and let's get started. So I want to start with the first topic, the first big trend, which are super apps. So how are we using apps right now? Most of the times we have one app, one purpose. So what are super apps now? Super apps have multi-purposes. So they are combining different purposes, different tasks in one app. So they can do many things. And their goal is actually to solve many different user needs in one app. So the user does not need to switch to another app. So this is a really interesting approach here. The design or the idea actually comes from Azure. So the most popular example probably is WeChat. We also have Alipair with uh, 1 billion users each day and they combine a messenger and social media and payment and uh, like food ordering and booking systems. They're still kind of uncommon in Europe and the US, so in the Western cultures, but this will change soon, right? Because convenience always wins. And um, there are some approaches from the US starting, for example, Natural AI. This is a super interesting app which integrates different, um, different purposes, shopping, food delivery, and also like some other services. And um, this app really helps to, I would say like declutter the chaos of apps because you only see what you want and what you need, but you have a lot of function combined in one app. So really interesting, make sure to check that out. So what does this mean for UX, for user experience design? Um, I would say, of course, it's always very important to have a really good discoverability in apps, so a really good navigation system. The more functions, the harder it is for the user to find what they really need. And uh, many people have problems with a lot of functions, so we need to keep an eye on, on like discoverability, uh, like really present what the user really needs and also keep an eye on like the whole structure of super apps because this is a really interesting thing and 
yeah, will probably change the way how we are using apps right now. And in 10 years, we might look back and we'll laugh about um, all the different apps we had on our phone, right? Like the average user has 80 apps or so on their phone and um, we always need to look for them. We're using like five to eight on a daily basis, and the rest is something we just use here and there, but we still have them. So this might change. Um, when we just think back about, um, I think like this decade or like the last decade was definitely the decade of the platforms, right? So um, the different, we had different websites. If we look for example at um, Amazon or Google or also booking.com, then they are combining different information um, and before or if we don't use them, so if we don't use their platform where they're combining everything, also Uber, right? Then uh, we need to check like several websites with their single information and the combination of this, like of the whole content is really helpful for us, right? Thinking about looking for a hotel, you don't need to go or to check 20 websites. You have everything combined in one on booking.com, for example. So this might be the same with apps and super apps. So we definitely need to keep an eye on this amazing trend. Okay, so let's have a look on uh, trend number two, which is remote video interactions. I think if we can say one thing about 2020, then um, the pandemic definitely changed the way we work and we communicate and we play. So um, the whole remote thing definitely had a huge influence on us on the long term, right? Like uh, Zoom was super successful, uh, video communication was super successful. And although 2021 will be the year where we finally have a vaccine and we can go back to normal, we need to ask ourselves what back to normal really means. And in the end, uh, I think we probably won't really go back to normal, right? Because so many things have changed already and a lot of companies have moved to remote work and remote workshops and they actually realize that um, this is working out quite well and they can save a lot of money not traveling somewhere and that they get the information they need and the whole collaboration thing actually works out and you don't really need to sacrifice efficiency at least you know when i'm talking about like design teams or digital teams and um, the second thing is that a lot of services moved online right um, so not only collaboration and working together as a team so the whole work environment but also everything that happens around that so shopping for example you know we had a virtual catwalk experience, a lot of events uh, moved online because this was the only solution, right? And also the safest for most of us. So we, we will probably see a lot of video content, um, live events, something like that. So on-demand, not on-demand live events integrated in our services. That might be in the medical industry, you know, like um, virtual doctor appointment or also shopping. So a lot of like consultancy work, I would say, um, where you need some kind of information, but you don't really want to go somewhere. And it's much more convenient to have a call at your home um, asking something or also watching videos on demand. So kind of tutorial stylish, but um, 
not that long. And this also includes the AR VR um, trend, I would say. Um, so the pandemic really helped people to understand that also these new technologies are not only for games and stuff, but can really help us for like collaboration and for the whole video communication thing. Because right now it's still there's still some room for improvement. But uh, for us as designers, it also means rethinking the way how we communicate with our users. So this can also be right that we are integrating on-demand video interactive content in our services so people you know get the information right away before they're really going to a physical store. Okay, so point number three is everything around personalization. And this is a trend, I think, which comes up uh, almost every year and it gets more important every year because with the advantages of AI, with artificial intelligence, they are new ways to really personalize content for the user. And this is a really exciting thing for us as designers, right? Because our goal is here to really provide individual content and recommendations for the user based on their needs and also on the provided information we are having, right? So like, I don't know, like the data we have from, from them, how they use the service, for example. And um, personalization can mean different things. I think on the one side, it can mean really personalizing interfaces and like the service around them based on what they need, what kind of services they need more often, what kind of functions they need more often, which makes me really excited. And the second part is everything around content. So really personalizing content recommendations based on, um, yeah, based on their needs. And they, I think what's really important to, to, to understand here is that a lot of companies are already doing that like super well, right? Like if we have a look on Amazon or also Netflix, and I think Netflix does that super well, uh, I think most of us have probably realized that or read articles about that because Netflix really also personalizes the um, like the uh, video images. So the, the trailer images based on our needs. So for example, if I'm more in the, if I really like thrillers, then my um, Stranger Things um, image would look a little bit more like a thriller and if you like more like the romantic comedy style then for you you would see something different so they really adjust the trailers on the the movies on the image on the um, series you're watching and try to personalize that but i find really interesting and shows us that not only um, like AI can mean different things and that we need to integrate that in our design process at some point and we think that, right? So thinking about how does a user flow might look like with different options here. So how do we differentiate the different areas here, the different options and yeah, think that in our design process and make really make sure that we can integrate AI when we need that. But I think a personalization always comes with um, some doubts, I would say. Um, so the ethical part is very important because, you know, AI only works with data. So the more data you have, the better gets your AI. Pretty simple. 
but using data always comes with challenges so right like um, thinking about biases using the right data and make sure that the ai really analyzes the data correctly and that we provide the best um the best experience for the user and not only manipulate them in the wrong way here like the ethical part i think is very very important for us in the next year so point number four and this is a very important part also um which got a lot like a push i would say from the pandemic as well because <clears throat> it's the trend of other in and outputs like voice or touch and gesture those kind of things and um the pandemic um also change a little bit the, the perception of touching element right because there could be like bacterias or even the virus so um, people are not always super happy to touch things especially when it's not in their home so <clears throat> there are always new ways to interact with um, interfaces with content uh, touch not only the it's not the only way to really interact with content we also can integrate voice interaction and also gestures i think those two are very interesting voice is something we're talking about like for the last years already this is, has always been a trend and um, there are still some challenges i would say but it gets better and better and better um, also like um, thinking about like the smart assistants and the way you interact with um, the the voice of the smart assistant gets uh, gets better and learns every day by adding more data to it by really analyzing the data and yeah coming up with better solutions for us and <clears throat> what does it mean for for us right uh, first of all voice can be an add-on to your product so you don't need to think about okay small assistance and um, this is something i either have or i don't have this can be some kind of an add-on to your product another input way to really help the user to find something if you think about google right you can uh, either speak or you can integrate or you can just type and the more input uh, methods you have the easier it is for the user to really decide what works best for them in this specific moment the second thing is here the gesture control and this is definitely a little bit more difficult to integrate they are not um yeah it's more difficult to really uh, like track the movement right but there are a lot of areas where it really makes sense to integrate them thinking about all the areas where your eyes are busy and um, you can just move your hands based on like the things you need you're thinking about driving for example or thinking about cooking you know when your hands uh, are still free kind of or at least one hand uh, but you can't really touch a tiny screen somewhere but you um yeah you, you want to navigate so gesture is really interesting also you know apple integrated that and like a gesture control thing in their ipad so you can find that um in your ipad and play a little bit around with that so my recommendation here is to really think about ways how you know input and output might be different this is also um something for the future we won't use touch forever so this will be different and there is a lot of time to experiment and this will be a really big trend for 2021 okay point number five which is my favorite topic it's augmented reality apps 
And this will be probably a trend for the next years um, because smart glasses are coming in 2021. At least this is what Facebook announced in September 2020. And Facebook is planning to launch their smart glasses. I am super, super, super excited about um, those glasses and can't wait to check them out. And I know that Facebook is working on AR glasses for a really long time. They have a really big team working on that. The same with Apple. Um, everything is like super secret. You don't hear much about that. Only a lot of rumors about different teams working on it. And they're doing a lot of research. And I can't wait to have the product out there. A consumer friendly product that we can use and we can play around with. This will be super interesting for us as designers so we should definitely keep an eye on AR and also think about use cases how we can rethink designs for the AR space. So um, trend number six is realism. Um, so one of the amazing trends 2020 was the neomorphism. I think we all have heard about it. It's an interesting trend actually where um, you integrated 3D elements based on a wide background kind of, right? And it looked super beautiful. Um, the problem was actually that it was paired with some usability problems, accessibility problems, right? Because you couldn't really um, differentiate between like foreground and background and different elements, what's selected, what doesn't. So you basically see a lot of like uh, like you would draw, an, uh, how do you say, like an, an interface on the snow, for example, like, like pushing a few things a little bit more down and then adding things. So it looked like a snow interface kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it ended up not having too many fans, actually, because of the uh, usability problems. But it also shows that we are so hungry for something new for a little bit more like realistic nature styled and beautiful um, interface elements we're using flat ui since i don't know for like 10 years or so their big hype was 2012 and uh, i think we are looking for something new and something fresh and something maybe a little bit better so what does this mean for us or for 2021? It actually means that the whole experimenting with coming up with new styles, integrating 3D in different ways is something which really excites me a lot because this guides us in the future, you know, thinking about AR, VR, how interfaces might look like. And we are experimenting a lot also with like neomorphism. But we are not quite there yet. So 2021 will be a year where we are experimenting a lot with um, realism, how interfaces might look like, uh, 3D, integrating 3D elements um, in our interfaces, coming up with new, fresh uh, ideas. And we are not scared anymore to really experiment here and to start discussions, which was like the neomorphism, right? Like there were like so many discussions online about that. So I'm looking forward to more discussions around that and a lot of like fresh ideas. So for us, it also means that we need to be a little bit careful that we don't overdo it and that we always keep an eye on accessibility. So talking about neomorphism guides us to our next trend, which is 3D graphics. 
So 3D is a huge trend for the next year, not only for like illustrations, for uh, infographics, for almost everything. So 3D is like the big design trend for 2021. Um, but for us as UX designers, it's also interesting because um, for us, right, it's not only like decoration, but it can also serve functional purposes too. And this is what we can see on many websites, really integrating 3D rendered graphics on your website. And this comes from all the hardware advantages uh, which support 3D interaction with like WebXR, for example. So really amazing. Very helpful for educational purposes uh, because they can show elements more realistically. And we just talked about like all the video content and everything that moved uh, like remotely right so it's super helpful for also e-commerce or everything where you need to see physical products in three dimensions on your digital screen right that you can really decide if that really fits to what you need if you want to have that or if you want to um, if you don't want to buy it and <clears throat> this 3d trend of course i think like the first part here is around um, like the, the graphics, the elements, the design part. And the second one um, is about the interfaces, education. So really thinking about how we can integrate 3D elements in our design. But there it's important to keep an eye on the optimization so that we really have enough um, power that we optimize the whole design, that it really works well on the website or on the product because if not then it will be lacky and super frustrating for the user so we need to make sure also as designers that we are i would say working with professionals who are able to really optimize the content to our needs and it, uh, that we can use that like super fast <clears throat> so next trend trend number seven i think already is motion and interactions so with everything also like the three dimensional content, it's all about motion and interactions. We all are spending so much time in front of the screen and a lot of things um, actually look the same. And from like after a certain time, the user gets tired and it's important for us also to keep that in mind and make sure that we are really guiding the user and guiding their view and their gaze. So really uh, help the user to guide the attention and yeah, really focus on what is important. And we can do that with motion and micro interactions. And this is what we are seeing more and more also in 2020, but 2021 will be the year where we are integrating a lot of micro interaction where we finally have like the power and the all the hardware advantages to really support that. And there, uh, I um, think it's important to keep in mind that we are focusing on the areas that really need the attention, if it's 3D or not, and uh, keep an eye on that um, motion is only helpful if it really supports the intention we're having for that product, for that website. So only integrating motion or interactions for, I don't know, interaction's sake, is something which is not really helpful for the user, right? Because in the end, they might be confused. And we all know that, you know, where the interaction is happening, the uh, user is also looking at. And we can use that. 
now to really guide um, guide the user through the whole um, experience. So uh, animation is like a lot. You need like a lot of <laughs> it's like a like a bigger interaction, I would say. So micro interaction are very interesting for all of us right now, or especially in the new year, because we can animate or um, integrate micro interactions in many different tiny ways like um, status changes or also different reactions to pressing a button or a website loading visualization everything which might be nice and also help the user to uh, look to the right areas and um, yeah make the user smile right and this trend also comes from the advantages of software because um, now there's so many great products, you know, thinking about like auto animating Adobe XD or yeah, I mean, principle is a little bit older, but also Framer and Webflow, where you as a designer, although you're not a motion designer or a developer, you can design those micro interactions super easily in like half an hour, depends on what you want to design. And this is changing right now with all the new like amazing software we as designers are using to integrate those micro interactions in our design. Talk to a developer and have a discussion about when and where to integrate that. Also test that like super easily. Okay, point number eight is also, I think, very, very interesting because I remember that this has been a pretty big discussion in the last years. So, I'm talking about the problem that all designs or most of the websites are starting to look a little bit the same, right? So I remember that at a certain point when we started with like growth hacking and like conversion rate optimization, a lot of testing that clients or um, clients were a little bit afraid, also design teams to mm, like um, try something crazy rather use something that is working super well and um, get like a super high conversion rate but don't confuse the user at some point and now we are at a point where um, like a like a big part of popularity knows how to use the internet and the websites and apps and everything and um, designers and also clients realize the importance of branding and about really standing out especially now where we are spending so much time online. So you really need to stand out. And this guides us to the new trend, which is unorthodox design decisions. So what can this be? This can be, for example, a really interesting um, navigation through scrolling on a website. This can be interesting typography choices, different color combinations, and maybe also um, an interesting navigation system on your website. I am linking a few examples here to that episode. Make sure to check out the YouTube video I uploaded because this will be really helpful to um, check out a few examples which I find very exciting and interesting for us. So designers are really hungry for something new and fresh and are happy to experiment. Although, of course, right, it's important for us to keep in mind that we are not distracting the user and we will find that all through user testing if the user really finds uh, what they need or if they're frustrated at some point because this is like a really small path I would say between creating something new and exciting and also not frustrating the user so that they definitely find what they need but branding is 
amazing and standing out is very important. Um, but yeah, without confusing the user. So trend number nine is um, actually design responsibility. And this is something which I think became like so, 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 so obvious in the last year because of like the Black Lives Matter movement, right? Or the election, um, also the pandemic, right? Like there is so many like information out there, a lot of like misinformation as well. So I think there were actually like two problems that kind of were carved out. The first was everything around social media, because on social media, it's pretty easy to spread information Uh, especially on, on Twitter, right? Like people um, uh, retweet posts they haven't even read. This uh, is a study I read, which I think is really interesting. So Twitter introduced content analysis and they hide information that might be misleading. I think it's a really great uh, way, like a really great step in the right direction. So everything around like misinformation online and providing information that um, is understandable for the user also with like the black lives matter uh, movement or also with um, the um, election or the pandemic a lot of information was out there and what is right what is wrong what is like a misinformation what doesn't and this is something we need to figure out especially in the new year how can we share content and make sure that people understand that and that also we as designers who are designing like a A software or a service uh, highlight information that isn't true how can we fake check information or um, things that happen on the platforms we are designing i think this is a really important thing and the second part is the ethical part here um it's <laughs> i think we are realizing that um, we really need to talk about ethics And Black Lives Matter really, um, I think, opened many people's eyes that we are um, not always like choosing the best solutions, that we need to listen much, much more to people, that we need to integrate diverse uh, user groups and be like be really in the, in the mood or also integrate research in a way that we really understand people and not only focus on specific target groups or specific areas like always like the old uh, white uh, man right so this is i think uh something that most designers um realized last year and this will definitely uh, go on in the next year also there are a few really great um examples and make sure to check them out in the youtube video and the last point is um, behavioral research. This is, uh, research has always been a very, very important part of every design process. And in 2020, like so many products moved online. So the UX, um, I would say like the, you know, like the UX industry was quite busy because we needed to do like so many things, work on new products, work on adjustments here and there. And, Be, because of all the new, um, how do you say, like advantages and all the new possibilities, the newer technologies, immersive tech, all the AR, VR stuff coming up, we are coming up with a lot of questions and behavioral research is a great way to really answer those questions and don't always 
um, rely on like the patterns you're using, but rethink specific design patterns for really better solutions. Because 2020 really showed us that we only we, we don't only can rely on things we know, sometimes we need to rethink specific um, ways we're designing. Um, you know, especially I think like all the ethical parts and how we're using data, AI, what is really frustrating for the user and what has really helped them. And, you know, with all the social media addiction and <laughs> all the, the growth ha ha hacking parts. So how can we, yeah, how can we create a future we all want to live in? So behavioral research will be a very important part where we really focus on behaviors, on needs, on desires for the user. So those were um, the top 10 trends for 2021. And I think uh, this will be a really exciting year for us. There will a lot of uh, really interesting things happening. I'm excited to start a new year with a lot of new episodes and a lot of great content so thank you so much for listening i really appreciate that don't forget to share that with your colleagues or your friends or with everyone who might be interested in the future and um, in 2021 ux trends so thank you so much for listening um if you want to connect feel free to add me on instagram at ux.patricia or future after x podcast and hear you soon.